Welcome to the Spark to Your Success. My name is TJ Dow and I believe that we all have a bright spark inside. When you find yours, not only do you light up inside and that feels amazing, but you light the world up around you too. Allow other people to feel that amazing. What a great gift to give to you and the people around you. The Spark to Your Success podcasts are designed to bring you a little inspiration, a bit of insight and to infect you with some positivity for your day. And today I'm talking about sleep. (laughs) I woke up this morning and I'd had a pretty good night's sleep in terms of how long I'd slept for. Unusually, I think I had over eight hours sleep. Hoorah! (laughs) Hoorah for me! Because often I average mm, somewhere between six and seven hours a night. Now, Sometimes that's not how long I've been in bed. I fall asleep easily, but I'm restless in the night. So sometimes I look at my sleep app and I can see that, oh my gosh, I've had six and a half hours sleep, but actually I was awake for an hour and a half as well. So had I had eight hours sleep, I probably would be feeling much different. But this morning I did actually have over eight hours sleep, even though there was another hour and a half that I was awake apparently. I could have had nine how sleep how annoying is that but I woke up feeling really really tired now for me to have over eight hours sleep and wake up and feel really really tired I'm like no that can't be right so either my sleep quality was terrible that I feel so shattered or perhaps I woke up just in the wrong part of my sleep cycle when I was in a deep sleep and my alarm went off Had I been in another part of my sleep cycle as I was coming into lighter sleep and waking naturally, had I woke up then, then probably I wouldn't have felt so groggy. So sleep cycles are actually really important. I'm told reliably that we, most of us, sleep in 90 minute cycles. Now that's not to say that we wake up every 90 minutes, but we naturally go to sleep, go into a deep sleep, restful sleep, REM sleep, rapid eye movement sleep when we are dreaming. And then around about every 90 minutes, we start to come out of that into lighter sleep where uh, we could possibly wake up feeling better, but then we often go back into the next of the 90 minute cycle. So a great thing to do is when you go to bed at night, try and work out, especially if you like I used to be, and I would like close my eyes, two seconds later, I'm fast asleep. I would wake up actually in the same position that I went to sleep in, (laughs) like all those hours later. So if you're a great sleeper, set your alarm in, in terms of 90 minute chunks. So either sleep for 90 minutes, or which is an hour and a half, or sleep for three hours, or sleep for four and a half hours, or sleep for six hours, or sleep for seven and a half hours, or sleep for nine hours, if that makes sense. So try and set your alarm to coincide with those 90-minute cycles, and you'll notice that you wake up feeling much more refreshed. And sometimes you can use like the sleep apps that are tied to an alarm, and they naturally will wake you as you're coming out of that sleep cycle around about the time that you wanted to get up. So it'll kind of gauge it. You said you wanted to get up at 7am 
uh, it's 10 to 7 and you just are coming into that cycle of being more light sleep so let me wake you up before you go back into a sleep again so often that's how they will work so this morning because I woke up feeling groggy and wondering was it was it too much sleep not enough sleep not good enough sleep was I in a deep sleep and it wasn't my 19 minute cycle got me thinking about the whole thing around sleep because sleep I used to think like getting eight hours sleep a night or whatever the case may be for you was like overrated and so often my sleep would be four hours five hours six hours kind of hovered around six hours mostly but I'm beginning to learn and to admit that actually sleep is really really important being sleep deprived actually is detrimental to our health having enough sleep for us is actually really really good for your health and has tons of benefits and I'm going to share some of those with you because I just think the whole sleep thing is really important I used to kind of think you know sleep's for wimps <laughs> get up early pack your day in go to bed late get up early again the next morning power on through and I need to talk about naps at some point as well because I actually also used to think that naps were for wimps kind of still not in the nap whole napping thing yet but there is evidence to suggest that power naps actually are a scientifically based thing and they do boost your energy um, so let me talk about them now as it's on my mind otherwise I might forget to tell you about naps um have you ever taken a nap in the afternoon and I do this like really really rarely I've got to be not well extremely sleep deprived or maybe jet lagged in order for me to close my eyes in the middle of the day and actually sleep and I would sleep for a 90 minute cycle because that's what your cycles are right but I've learned and I would wake up and I would feel like worse than if I'd not had any sleep and I'd powered through it leaves me feeling really really groggy for a long time afterwards and then I'm wide awake late at night and then I stay up too late and then the whole cycle begins again but I've learned recently that it's been proven that a power nap of no more than 20 minutes absolutely 20 minutes the max is really really energizing for you and apparently I was listening to some work uh, by Daniel Pink his new book when and the timing of things and he calls them nappuccinos <laughs> which I thought was perfect if you have a cup of coffee or a caffeine drink just before you take your power nap, as you're waking up 15 to 20 minutes later, apparently that's when the caffeine has been metabolized and has been utilized by your body. And so just as you're waking up, the caffeine is also kicking in and so it gives you that extra boost of being awake and alert. See, I never knew that. So you maybe you want to give that one a try. Set your nap alarm for no more than 20 minutes. Grab a copper and have a nice snooze. Wake up feeling amazing, alert and ready to get on with your day. I remember reading an article a little while ago and I couldn't find the exact article, which is really annoying, isn't it? To find out like what is the benefit of sleep? How is it detrimental when we don't have enough sleep? Because I am doing my best at the moment to make sure that I'm getting well at least seven hours because I have been living for years on four five six <laughs> just to see how much different it is in my 
how I feel, the energy I have mentally and physically, and how that impacts on my performance throughout a day. Uh, I couldn't find the exact uh, article that I was looking for, but there, you only have to Google it, right? Uh, there are tons of articles on the internet that you'll find about the benefits of having great sleep and the uh, downside of not getting enough sleep. So it's really important for your health. It's actually just as important to get enough sleep as it is to get good nutrition and to exercise. Unfortunately, in our Western world environment, and we have lots of things that are interfering with food, nutrition, exercise, and our environment that impact our natural sleep patterns. And apparently it is a thing that people are now sleeping less than they ever did in the past. And not only that, but their sleep quality is not as good either. And so let me share with you some of the reasons why sleep is so important. So did you know, if you don't get enough sleep or poor quality sleep, it can make you fat. <laughs> I can't use that as my excuse, putting on a few little extra pounds, but who knows, like you could, couldn't you? <laughs> if you are one of those people who's mindful of their weight and you're doing your best to reduce your uh, weight in terms of body fat, then Poor sleep apparently is strongly linked to weight gain. People with short sleep durations do tend to weigh a lot more than people who do get adequate sleep. In fact, short sleep duration is one of the strongest risk factors for obesity. And um, there was one study uh, review that children and adults who short sleep duration were 89% and 55% more likely to become obese. So the effect of sleep on weight gain is like believed to be mediated by a number of factors, including, yes, ladies, I know, blooming hormones again, they're in the equation, and linked to the motivation to exercise. So if you're trying to get fit, lose body fat, get some good quality sleep, it's absolutely crucial. The second thing about good sleep is good sleepers also tend to eat fewer calories. So like here on the whole like weight loss, health gain mission, um, it shows that people who are sleep deprived have a bigger appetite and tend to eat more calories. They tend to crave sugar and carbs more, trying to get that boost of energy, this sugar high to get them through the day because they are running on fumes, so to speak. So sleep deprivation actually disrupts the daily fluctuations in our natural appetite hormones and so we get poor appetite regulation and so hormones that stimulate appetite are definitely at different levels when we are sleep deprived so poor sleep affects hormones that regulate appetite and those who get adequate sleep do tend to eat fewer calories than those who don't. Did you know also, here's fact number three, good sleep can improve concentration and productivity. Now, that's kind of common sense really, isn't it? Because you know what it's like and you're feeling really tired. It's hard to concentrate on it. So sleep is really important for a few different aspects of our brain function, including concentration, cognition, and productivity and performance. Study on medical interns, so our graduates learning to be 
medics and doctors uh, is a good example of this. Interns on a traditional schedule with extended work hours of more than 24 hours made 36% more serious medical errors than interns on a schedule that allowed more sleep. That's a bit scary, isn't it? Because like our interns are usually the doctors that are working all the hours God sends in hospital. And if you're in hospital, you're probably more seriously ill than you are if you're going to the community doctor. And yet there's 36% more chance of them making a misdiagnosis. That is a little bit scary. On the other hand, good sleep has been shown to improve problem-solving skills because we can think better, right? We can work things out. It enhances memory performance, and that's both in children and adults. So it's worth bearing in mind um, if you have kids or you work with kids like I do, and if they're not performing to their best and they're struggling with remembering school information, facts, figures, revising for exams, like, are they sleep deprived? Is that one of the things that is impacting on their academic performance or sporting performance or musical performance, whatever that might be? So we need to get good sleep to have good brain function. And I talked about athletic performance. Fact number four, apparently good sleep can maximise athletic performance. When you're feeling wide awake and you're feeling mentally stimulated, you have more physical energy as well, isn't it? So a study on basketball players said that longer sleep was shown to significantly improve speed, accuracy, reaction times and mental well-being. Less sleep duration has also been associated with poor exercise and athletic performance and functional limitation in elderly women. So elderly women, get some good sleep, you'll carry on moving and shaking much more easily and effectively. Apparently, it's a study in over 2,800 women showed that poor sleep was linked to slower walking, lower grip strength, greater difficulty performing independent um, tasks, and uh, longer sleep has been shown to improve many aspects of athletic and physical performance. So good sleep, really important physically for our health and well-being. And health and well-being in, in another way as well. Uh, people who get a lot of sleep have lower risk of heart disease and stroke. Did you know that? Uh-huh. All these reasons why. Bust that myth of like power through sleeps for wimps. TJ, speaking to myself here. <laughs> Apparently, if you don't get good enough sleep or long enough sleep, you do have a greater risk of heart disease and stroke. And it has major impact on other health factors as well. There are factors believed to drive chronic diseases uh, linked with reduced sleep. So sleeping less than seven to eight hours a night is linked to cardiac health as well. So my averaging four, five, six hours was not boding well for me, is it? At least I'm pushing over seven hours on a regular basis. I'm feeling good about that. Did you know, fact number six, that sleep also affects the way that glucose is metabolized in our body. And so therefore, if we are not getting regularly good quality and duration of sleep, we are much more at risk of type two diabetes. A study in healthy young men who were restricted to four hours a night for six nights in a row actually did show the signs and symptoms of pre-diabetes. Kind of hovering there in the back where I'm ready to kick into type 2 diabetes. And that was just like after 
one week but when they started to be able to increase their sleep then that actually was reversible so we definitely want to make sure that in this society of uh, poor nutrition poor amounts of exercise high obesity rates also linked to type 2 diabetes. Did you know type 2 diabetes used to be called late onset or maturity onset diabetes? It typically would happen around 40s and 50s, you know, middle age spread, <laughs> when people would show symptoms of type 2 diabetes. But now it's type 2 diabetes. You can no longer call it mature onset diabetes because actually we have children at quite a young age who are now becoming type 2 diabetic and it is massively on the increase and affects all sorts of the rest of our systems. If you're diabetic, then you're at risk, not only from high blood pressure and heart problems, but also neurological diseases, poor eyesight, um, losing the sensation in the, your nerve endings um, and can actually lead to like amputations and things. So we didn't want to go there, right? <laughs> we want to make sure that we are healthy and metabolizing glucose properly and keeping our insulin systems working properly. So make sure we're getting good sleep at least six days a week. And did you know also, and this doesn't surprise me really, and I don't think you'll be surprised to hear it, that poor sleep also is linked to depression. Because like when you sleep deprived, like you're on like, I don't know, but like you feel like you're living on your last nerve, don't you? And I know when I'm overtired because things that would normally bother me wind me up and get on top of me and I get like really tearful. And it's like when I get like that, I'm like, oh, must be more tired than I even thought I was. There's a good sign to make sure that I do get a good night's sleep. Mental health issues, depression, anxiety, uh, worrying, being emotional and sensitive. It's estimated that 90% of people with depression complain about sleep quality. And so is it the sleep quality causing the depression or the depression causing the lack of sleep quality? It could be a, a bit of a loop going on there. And uh, poor sleep even associated apparently with an increased risk of having suicidal thoughts because like, you're over-emotional, aren't you? You're oversensitive. So a good night's sleep, gosh, works wonders. And in the UK, it's a cup of tea and a piece of cake. And it should be a good night's sleep as well. It makes everything seem better. Everything seems better in the morning, doesn't it? Well, we've had a good night's sleep. And so definitely want to make sure we're looking after our mental health. Did you know also, number fact number eight, that sleep also improves your immune system function. And so when you're not getting enough sleep and you're living on the edge and you're kind of like working on that last nerve, you're experiencing more stress. And stress in the body impacts the way that the immune system works. It lowers the immune system. So you're much more likely to catch those damn bugs, be they tummy bugs or flu bugs or whatever bugs are whizzing around at the moment. That ever having coughs and colds and sore throats and all of those things could actually be helped by just making sure we boost our immune system with some good vitamin C and zinc and... Uh, make sure that we get some good sleep as well. Fact number nine, not only does it affect your immune system, it impacts on your inflammatory system as well. And so when you're not getting enough sleep and your cells are not functioning properly, then we become very inflamed and inflammation of the cell membrane means that your body can't absorb the nutrients it needs. So it's not 
uh, being able to absorb them and produce the energy that it needs and um, causes a lot of relapse if you've got currently got inflammatory conditions they will flare up if you're not getting enough sleep as well factor number 10 kind of already touched on this already sleep does affect our emotions and our social interactions if you're not sleeping properly and you're constantly tired you lose your ability to interact socially effectively so you just can't be bothered to talk to people anymore or you just like everybody's getting on your nerves and you're snappy that's not a good thing a study found that people who had not slept had a reduced ability to recognize expressions of anger and happiness so we're not even reading other people's body language as well as we usually do and getting those important social cues and processing emotional information from other people so bottom line Along with nutrition and exercise, good sleep is like one of the most important pillars of health. And I have to say, I've been doing two, good nutrition and exercise, and the sleep has never been quite as high on my list as it is right now. So how's your sleep? Do you sleep properly? Do you sleep long? Do you struggle to get to sleep? Do you need to Google some hints and tips around that? Are you... Um, want a light sleeper or a heavy sleeper? Think about, you know, what are the rhythms for you? So why don't you commit to keeping an eye on your sleep? Um, get an app or a, a sleep uh, aid like on your, uh, if you have a, I'm trying not to use brand names. <laughs> if you have a watch or a wrist uh device that calculates your or monitors your sleep it's just interesting to keep an eye on it for a few days and see when you get good quality sleep or not so i would love to hear about your thoughts on sleep what's a good sleep length for your body for some people they naturally only need five hours sleep but for other people they need nine so where is yours in between uh, give me your hints and tips about how best to get to sleep easily, how to stay asleep and, uh, and how to get the best quality sleep. If you want some advice about sleep, then I can certainly share what I've learned with you too. So remember to contact me at tj at backontrackteens.com or info at ignition.rocks. Come share your comments. You can Facebook me or find me on LinkedIn as TJ Dow, Instagram at ignition.rocks or tweet me at ignition2017. So many ways that we can connect and share sleep stories. So you have been listening to me, TJ Dow, and this is a spark for your success podcast. Thank you to Charlotte Foster. Hope you're sleeping properly, Charlotte, at Charlotte Foster Productions for working her magic to get these podcasts out to you. So I wish you many good nights sleep until we speak again. And in the meantime, go be amazing.